Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation when man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself he becomes master of his environment the captain of his own ship the director of his own destiny the accomplisher of his own ends all right so we're at the brooklyn combine we are the brooklyn combine this is um me coming at you if you don't know who i am uh, i'll give a brief introduction then uh i'll ask everybody else to go ahead and do theirs so i am barnabas who else do we have in the room patrick beckley phil's guardian phil's guardian sucking all the air out of, out of, the, out of the podcast thank you, thank you. i'm glad somebody acknowledged that Barnabas. nobody acknowledged. <laughs> this is phil the um, lead Tech engineer slash <laughs> referee, um, referee of the combine. Slash Yo, yesterday he couldn't get it on. I guess how Yo, to chill, chill, how man. to get the oh, shit on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Talking about the man's Yo, watch out. Um we gon' we gonna try to keep it light, man. You know, it's the end of the year, uh it's the holiday season, you know, it's a lot of things going on. Coquito. Uh Coquito is definitely flowing yeah, my uh, nice wife and stole heavy. Two, stole three bottles of Coquito. Yeah, shout out to um Ziamora from um Community Roots. Community Roots. She always blesses us with the Coquito. Yeah, we got um, yeah, we got the Coquito we, by we had way a of the Coquito at the combine party. At the combine party, party you know, which all is the dope. women were really uh appreciative mm -hmm. of it. Patrick, what do you think of the Kikito? It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely delicious. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. But it's you know, and Patrick, you the only you you the you the newbie in the room, you are guest. So um so you missed the combine party. Um I'd like to talk about the combine party. Let's do it, let's shoot. Um so uh highlights uh from the combine party. So it seems uh, we 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 we're, it's a developing tradition at the uh, Brooklyn Combine um, holiday parties. Something very interesting seems to take place every year. I don't know if it's the liquor, the alcohol, all these big butted ass women that keep uh, flowing through, but something get these motherfuckers up in arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened at the Combine party? Uh, yo, all right. Damn, man. Well, this has not been two years in a row, but it's been a year in this leap year, skip year, and then it's happened twice. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? I'll say this. At least the first incident, mm -hmm. it was always good people. It was good people's involved. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. um, I will have to say that the good energy and the good vibes mm -hmm. and the beautiful people mm -hmm. and the beautiful uh, women mm -hmm. is so unnerving. Motherfuckers want to put their hands on each other. It just, you know, it spazzes people out sometimes. So, yeah. But the first one, I know what that incident was about. Right. That incident was, um, it was, it was, it was, it concerned logic. Our homie, uh, you know, it, it was some words, some, somebody got out of bounds. But again, not, not, not even to, to we're not going to belabor the point, but 
The the one this year. Was yeah, it sounded like somebody got out of bounds. Somebody got out of bounds, but right, it, was, right. it wasn't as many objective um, things in place mm -hmm. to figure it out. Somebody just screaming, somebody screaming through the wall and shit. Through the walls. <laughs> we in Brooklyn. I don't know what's going on. We got to hit our neighbor Dave. Dave. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going on. It definitely sound like Big Dave. Yeah, but now, all right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yo, this one mm. it was. Look, I heard many rumors. I don't know what is true. I heard somebody fur on their coat got rubbed. I heard it was too many compliments going in another direction. It was just it felt weird, and it and it was a little um it, it was a little little tap tap of the jaw tap you know, and I, and I don't somebody think, got punched. Somebody got punched, <laughs> but but they didn't they didn't want to finish it, yeah, and it thankfully was, they yeah, didn't. Yeah. You know, listen. I mean, yo, I'm I th I think just like you know, in old to. I want to pay homage to all these beautiful black films that came out in the uh, late 1980s. I think we should give like some boxing gloves. You know, <laughs> yo, you know, no, like we should set up a boxing yo, champ. Then you boxing champ. Yo, the next combine holiday party, we're gonna have a boxing ring. Yo, that and would be a dope ass benefit. Gloves. Oversized gloves. Anybody got function. any problem with anybody? Take it to the street. Square it up that right was like there. The, the strip club. Yeah, the strip. Yeah, me and Phil went to a strip club back in the day in, in Florida. Was it Rolex? I think it was Rolex. It was yeah. Rolex yeah, and, and, and the overalls. Doing the during the intermission. Yeah, doing the intermission. They had they had some they had some 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 women in there fighting who was really rough around the edges. Mm. Uh with Fubu and Mecca and all 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 the all the late uh 90s, late nineties, early two thousands hip hop brands. I wasn't really with that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, they was fighting during the intermission <laughs> right. with oversized boxing gloves. That's yo, so I thought right. that shit was the best. Like, but that yo, that sounds yo. Considering we got all these beauty, and listen, I, 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 I shouldn't even be speaking about this shit in public. But you know, I got a hard time controlling myself. Like a big ass fucking alcohol gel filled Jello pit. Oh shit! Barn is having no. a <laughs> yeah, too much. That's, I'm yeah, having, having a moment. Oh, man, right, so let's take that. Yo, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's take that on the table. All it's right. cool. It's all right. yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's you know, motherfuckers can let's, drink. Let's table that. Okay, let's table it. But I thought the party was dope. The party was dope. You know, one of the things that um, you know, like when we talk, so we do mentoring on. For those of you guys, I know we record on Saturdays. Typically, after we do uh, mentoring, and we always try to do like a recap of the week. And so, one of the things that, you know, pretty much came uh, from everybody was that the highlight was the combine party. Um, yeah. You know, one, you know, Kenny, you was in high spirits. Yeah, I, I had a good time. Man. Keith was in high spirits. I, uh, I had, I was in high spirits because I was, I love y'all and I was around my family. Mm -hmm. um, but I had just came off of a trial. We talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that process, but I, I, I felt good. It was so, just in that regard, um, you know, we all have very, very trying careers, you know. And like, what is it about from your, from your opinion, Kenny, Keith? I mean, Kenny, uh, Phil, um, and I know you, you knew, you knew to the circle, but even still, you could probably add to it. like, what is it about this community that we have that allows us to be relaxed? free trusting when we get into these spaces where we can kind of celebrate each other like what goes on in the community that opens it opens opens that space up for you mm, for me i'll be honest for me it's um you know i, I told my I, I had told my oldest i didn't get the chance to tell get the chance to tell my my two youngest but i i wanted to reaffirm with my oldest this week 
is that becoming a real responsible human being is discarding lying, discarding fronting, playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of us, we are cultivated in these conditions that we have to feel we have to play a certain role to get from point A to point B. And I think what it is, at least for me, is that when I'm around us and our, our environment, I don't I don't ever want the desire to feel like I got to play games with people mm-hmm. to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think there's a unadulterated truthfulness and truth to power that happens and, and magnifies the room and resonates through the room. And it's not just, you know, we got to think of what are the dynamics. Look at it. Look at the party. We had Miss um, Barbara, mm-hmm. who Uncle Phil uh, have, has a bond with and introduce her to our community and introduce us to her. Mm-hmm. And she was there selling her vintage books, books that are rare, that are taking out of circulation. And she sold every single book but one. Mm-hmm. I don't know three. how many she brought. Mm-hmm. Three? She had three? But she had a lot of books. Yeah, we could still cats, cats, bags, bags of books. Mm-hmm. And cats brought those books. And sure. she's an elder. And she just had a birthday. During a Christmas mm-hmm. party. During a Christmas party. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Uh, Miss Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, um, we had Nima, Barbara Montgomery there. Mm-hmm. Yo, her whole thing was, you know, listen, she's my mom. Mm-hmm. But she likes Phil more than she likes me. And this she, is true. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is true. true. This is true. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, they got a, they got a they special got a bond. And, and she wanted to, she's like, yo, I don't know what's going on, but I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling the book. Oh, yeah. Phil went to Africa. We selling these books. Yeah. Two ladies um, named Barbara selling books. That's yeah. funny. Oh, I, I, ain't I, ain't rec- I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rec- recognize that. Barbara's in the building. But, um. We get we take cues from those people. Mm-hmm. What's sad for me is, um, and I'm glad we caught a silence in the room, is that, yo, I, I don't know if people are paying attention, but our, our communities have been so disrupted that the men are not dominant in our communities because of health, because of death, because of disease. We didn't have, we did, we had one. Mm-hmm. We had, we had, Uncle Keith Pops. Yeah. Big uh, Mr. White. Big, big White. He was in the Who, listen, all you, all you guys in the gym messing your joints up, you it's better figure White. something out. Because if you can't, if you're not be able to, com- if you can't compete with Mr. White, who's in his, he's, he's, he's in his 60s. Right? He's in his 60s. Yeah. And he, he benching and, and, and. Just had a birthday. Yeah, he Last did. Last week. But he's benching and he's doing deadlifts and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that you know people wouldn't have understand because of his age and smiling and walking around. he was there but mm-hmm. outside of him mm-hmm. our our the elder males from our lineage in the combine are either dead really really early and i'm talking about in their 60s um some of them have done time mm-hmm. some of them um have clocked out mm-hmm. but the women the the women are there so when you come into and we take those cues from them. So when you come into a space where we, you know, I mean, because we have several functions throughout the year, but you know, we used to, we kind of been like, we kind of been like, we kind of been like, well, we've been branching out in some other directions, yeah. so we, you know. Um, so but when we come into that space, you know, once a year we get to celebrate each other and we get to kind of have that that space to just 
Because some of these people that I have not seen since the last Christmas party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of these people I've seen throughout the years, we've been doing work with them throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And so even so, it's, even still, it's good to kind of convene with these individuals, you know, like in this kind of space. But the feeling that resonates most with you when you come into that space, what do you think? Uh, truth to power. Okay. For me, it's truth to power. Okay. Like ain't nobody front. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and in particular, you, you're getting into a room full of people who are familiar with each other. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of like, even if you're not, like you said, you might see somebody's face from like, oh yeah, I, I remember you from last year. Mm -hmm. You might not even know exactly where mm -hmm. from, but it's like, you know what? We, we connected. We yeah. connected through this event. We connected mm -hmm. through, clearly you're here through someone in this event. So mm -hmm. for me personally, it's like all everybody here is family. So yeah. that's that's really what gets me past the whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even thinking about, oh man, you know, like somebody might have a fight or whatever. Every fight so far. <laughs> it's been mano or mano. <laughs> not, it hasn't not been e the fights that. Not even that. You know who's on deck every time? T. T's on shout deck. Out Terrence, yo, yo. shout out to Terrence. Yo, shout out to Terrence. Shout out to Terrence. Yo, shout out to Malik. 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 Mm -hmm. I told. I called Malik yesterday. I he told Malik. Up. I told Malik he's a fucking problem because yeah. every time no, there's no, a no, fight, my guy. Malik is there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yo, we love nah, Malik. He's my guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I need to speak. I need to investigate more. I need further investigation. So just we done had Malik. Mustafa. Mustafa. Moose is the and Moose is a legit. He's a resident fighter. He's a boxer. So when I seen him coming, I'm like, yo. Yo, Moose, what was good? You got mm -hmm. this under control? Mm -hmm. But it, it's, I mean, stuff like that happens. It's expected when there's some alcohol in the room. Yeah. It's I don't expected. know if it's I alcohol. I think it's alcohol. I think it's, um, I think yeah, it's, it's alcohol. alcohol. You think, think it's alcohol? Definitely alcohol. I think it might I be. I think it's a little bit ass. deeper than alcohol. Well, it, it's I, I think it's the ass. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, I think cats don't know how to deal with. No. They working with a certain. They, 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 it's limited skills. No, it's no. Nah, I think they're working with, um, like I don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, peace, bro. I, I think I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would have I, to speak. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I know the first incident. I know the first incident. I don't know. I don't know. That's something. Just the second the one was. Alcohol. The guy was heckling us when we were on the stage. That is true. Both one. So he both and it. I and I started heckling yes. from yes from the, from so the stage. Was, yes. Yeah. So you know what? Those two guys should get together. Do, do an old box thump out, out slap out. slap box. Right. You know whatever. It's all good. But you know man. what? Those guys they they welcome back. Next they year. definitely gotta, welcome back. We not we not those guys. Y'all welcome back. Come through, man. But yo, leave leave your hands and your fisticuffs at yeah, the door, yeah, man. Yeah, it's man. all right. It's all right. Put them on your drinks. You leave your egos as well yeah. as well. You know, and and your weird your weird behavior. Um, <laughs> but but you know what's funny? Like when I think about like you know uh, Phil, you just talked about familiarity. You know, and I know that's not something that. Um, comes about in uh in in frequent generous doses i mean you got to earn that right to kind of be in a lot of these spaces sure. um so i always kind of i always attribute it to just people just showing showing up like you say being themselves being sucker free and um you know I don't know. We're going to touch on that in a, in a quick second though. But we're going to take a quick little music break. Yeah, you know, uh, speaking of music, speaking yes. of music yes. before we break. You see Phil is having a lot of hate in his eyes and his heart. But during the during the party, you know, who's the resident DJ after you know, Rebel A is a musicologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, we know that. It's on the fly. We know it's Austin James. We know that. But who's his student? 
Me. Let's see. Right? Kenny, we will acknowledge that you have uh, a dynamic you know music. Yo, let's go to the taste. break. Let's go to music. <laughs> let's go to music. Let's come back and let's go to go All to right. music. So we back, um, junior resident uh, DJ Kim. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it was no. Listen, listen. I, 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 I tried to feel. Is, it, it. is, is that good? Is it okay? Okay, okay. I tried to feel the energy in the crowd. Right. And um, our sin taught me, you know, to be humble. And I, I played music that was, you know, that was that was, you know, Yo, it was heartfelt. DJ Kenneth. The, uh, yeah, but Kenneth. you know, um, shout out to Asin. He always does a good job. You know, um, he was definitely uh, playing Mr. Bogart. Some we got to figure out the bar system. thing. We should have two bars. 
Yeah, yeah that, that actually watch. might be a good, you know what? good idea. I'm gonna tell you, uh, if we had Young Two Jazz balls. at the bar, oh no, nah, it might have been flowing. No, no, it would have been flowing. Jazz got a whole different approach to the bar. <laughs> Shout out to Dame. Damon, yes. Damon did he? He actually approached. He's a bartender. No, no. Nah, so he did so it like a he bartender literally was would. Like, yo, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. throwing a. You know, I go behind. I'm skipping the line. Mm-hmm. I'm like pouring a drink for mm-hmm. some people, and he's like, "You feel." The pour is two seconds, and then you know that's just that's the. He did that work. No, he's, 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 he's giving me like he's telling shit. me like so so I don't wild out, and I'm I'm like yo no doubt. But I mean, I'm, I, I remember know. like one time at the whiskey boy joints, like we had this uh, self serve mm. option, like we self serve though. You gonna get at least it's, four people that's gonna o- OD. You're gonna OD. Yeah. So, but what we did shot. was like we put we had the uh, the cocktail waitress come around with like cocktails on the, on the uh, tray. Mm-hmm. They passed out the cocktails, and then at a certain I point, remember that. Is that the Emerson? No, this was actually at AP Cafe. Mm. At a certain point, we just had the the pre mixed cocktails like. People could kind of go and do it on their own. I mean, it created a bit of a traffic jam. I mean, but these are all logistics of like event planning, which we ain't really about to get all into. Mm-hmm. But just kind of want to touch on the fact that, yo, like the Brooklyn Combine, the party was dope, but the party was not dope. It couldn't have been dope. It wasn't for the people. Yeah, it was definitely for the people. It was, it was, it was very people. diverse. Like, it yeah. was, you know, listen, that, that party um, for me, um, it represented a community. Mm-hmm. It was people who, had all these different narratives and life perspectives. It was people who were in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. It was people in the education industry. It was people in the scholar mm-hmm. art world. Mm-hmm. You know, you had people. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. people like um, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, mm-hmm. Mary Quinn, mm-hmm. who. And if you think we're playing, yo, go, go Google everyone. Nathaniel Mary Quinn. Yeah, that, yeah. See see what he's about. He's an artist. Amazing artist. Whitney Museum and all that. See what his, his skill set is and see what his story is. And then you had um, people like Tech from Smith & Wesson. Yes, yes. See yes. who he is and what Ro his James what his legend up. is. You see what Ro James uh, was. Somebody else showed um, That was uh, pretty, that's Look, pretty. you got Nadia Lopez. Nadia you got Lopez. Dr. Rob Gore, who yeah. was one of the sponsors for the party. Bo- and both and of those CNN individuals. Hero. And both of those individuals, Nadia Lopez and Rob Gore, had a phenomenal year, year this year. Yeah, they have. Um, both of them, uh, them have been recognized in a major way. Uh, Rob Gore's um, CNN Hero um, didn't get CNN CNN Hero of the Year. He but did. He's, who got, nah, who got uh, it? That, that, that Spanish guy, the other doctor. The other doctor. What, what did the other doctor um, do? I mean, like he's you know third world country. He's doing some phenomenal. So like, stuff. listen. Third world country, I mean, but you go in the Kings County Hospital emergency room, you feel that's like you're in a third, third world country. Yeah. So, the, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, but not to compete. Yeah, but, not to compete. Look, look, me, look, 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 that yeah, doctor's me, a sucker. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, 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 look, me, me and Phil had this conversation. At the end of the day, it's CNN. Yes, but Rob Gore is our guy. But you know what he's doing. Yeah, but you know what was interesting about that? Like in the closing segment, like when they check Cavi, they they had Rob in the center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, is this some four saddle and shit? Is he gonna be like the? I, I don't fucking yeah, know. He might be the dude, Yo, check Kavi uh, though. Check, check Kavi and what they're doing. It's not about the scene in Hero no, Award. Just check they're Rob and what he's doing dude. and Kavi yeah. as a group. Check what he's doing as a doctor mm-hmm. in that emergency room mm-hmm. and the fact that, damn, yo, he, he but like as a person, he's a phenomenal dude. No, he's mm-hmm. a great dude, and I don't think he could be acknowledged in the way that he's being. But I think Rob would be okay with. Not having to save people's lives in yeah. Kings County Hospital because they've been stabbed, or shot, or choked, yeah, or beat down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think Kavi is an, is definitely an offshoot of like him 
saying like, you know, how can I see less of this inside the emergency room? Mm-hmm. What can I do to prevent this problem? Yeah. You know, Kylie no, is, I, is I, like, I agree. I, but, I agree. So, so Nadia, she's had a phenomenal, she showed, so one, one thing, she showed up looking like she needed to be wrapped in bubble wrap. No, she got mad at she me because I, real, you real said bubble wrap, good. I said Grammy. Grammy. Same, same, yeah, it was the sparkles, but then, Lady, Lady yeah, look, look, sparkles from when the I said sparkles Roddy, and she Roddy. stepped, she stepped on the stage, all the women in the, in the party was still there, said yes. Yes. Yay. Yes. Y Y A S S S S S S yeah 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 they said that and so it it was cool I got it so Nadia Lopez for those I mean y'all probably know me she's an educator she's also she's a thinker she's a very thinker disruptor outside of the box outside of the box but not well outside of the box from traditional standpoints because she's what we recognize what we understand as as being kind of colloquial to the language that we speak. But in terms of like what the normal educators speak, you know, like she's fucking up the game because she's speaking to a, a different generation, the current generation that's really going to kind of mold and shape what. Uh, but also, she's going to look like. But also, I think that she's in the middle of, you know, it, sometimes it's very difficult when you're in a war mm-hmm. and people shooting at you and you got to shoot back. And then you got to make sure certain people who you bringing along are OK right. for you to reflect. Like she's in that kind of environment, but still reflecting, and I and I think ultimately, you know, I don't have to think. We we spend time with her. Mm-hmm. She's actually on her way here um, to have some you know, coquito. Yeah, she said she says she's coming through, but we've spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of time with her, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of times people, for some reason, we live in a society where. You know, black men definitely don't have a voice, um, and black women voice is marginalized. And people as brilliant as uh, Nadia Lopez and others, they're not really. They they kind of if you're not careful, and if they don't have a team, and they don't, and they're not sharp first, you know, they they'll be made caricatures. Yeah. You know, you're angry, or you don't know, or you this and um. Nadia knows. We know. We all spend time on her. She's mm-hmm. sharp as hell. And she's ready. And she's figuring it out. So her idea of what education is for the future is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And if we can support her and the other people who listen can support her and support people like her who's trying, who have our community's best interests at hand and understand the, the you know, education. Yo, you hear black people talk all the time. Yo, we need guns. We need money. Yo, education is the, the tried and true at least vehicle of of um progress for people of right. color and other people of oppression. Yeah, I mean I think and, and even speaking to that point, you know, I I've often referenced education. And you were a teacher. Yeah, I, yeah. And I yeah, and I and, and I and I would challenge that because I would say I'm an educator because I feel like a educator. lot of what I'm doing. The reason why I say that and I'm and and I think a lot of my colleagues would challenge my terminology of well, what uh, an educator is b- b- over teacher versus educator. Okay, right? Because I feel like what we do, the things that we do on Saturday, things that we do with the youth, puts us in a different space. Mm-hmm. We're not regurgitating. We're mm-hmm. not um, uh, rehashing mm-hmm. popular um, information of the day. We're given information that allows people to think and make decisions on their on their own, and so. You know, like when you look at um, people who occupy the space of education, um, 
I, I reference education as a science because I understand that there are outcomes that we're always working towards, you know. Hopefully, if, if you're in, deep in your practice, you understand that there are certain things you have to do routinely to kind of give those to, to, to manifest those predictors. But it's not always guaranteed. Um, but I think one of the trap the traps about calling education a science is to say, like, OK, this is what has been pop, done most in the most popular sections of society or popularly around the country. So in some aspects, it kind of locks you into what you can do or what you may be able to access in your practice. Um, but I feel like Nadia has gone, definitely gone above and outside yeah, of that. I mean, definitely bringing she's us expanded. in. She's um, expanded. I think she, for me, she's, exp you know, I've always thought um, in the traditional sense of what education is and these spaces of what white supremacy have created for us, what the education system has become for people of color and oppressed people in these concentrated areas of 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 oppression is that you you naturally become a hub of what's wrong with the community. Mm -hmm. um, but the system is hiring the people who are impacted by that hub from an administrative standpoint. Uh, very rarely do you get a administrator who understands that wait a minute which you which you guys are um cultivating us to do and how to think is not receptive to what the real problems are mm -hmm. in this situation that all of these people are in and this diverse group of people because when we think of the hood you know, the ignorant person to say, oh, these guys are all poor and mm -hmm. ignorant. And, uh, no, you got people in the hood who've been there for generations, mm -hmm. but they're there because of complacency, because it makes sense to them. Right. But they both families in the household work. Mm -hmm. So con considering Nadia Lopez, principal, educator, and con let's consider Kenneth Montgomery. A student. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a student. I, so, and listen, I teach at Brooklyn College right. and I teach at Fordham Law School, but mm -hmm. what I do is totally different than what Nadia does. So, no, but what I'm asking is, is like, you know, what is, so if you think about Ken, Kenneth Montgomery as a middle schooler, mm -hmm. right? um, what it, what would Nadia Lopez be able to provide to a Kenneth Montgomery or Philip Sean? Oh, my God. If I was a teacher? Mm -hmm. If you were a student. Account a student? Yeah, as a student. Accountability. Of, okay. Um, Innovation, mm -hmm. um, respect, mm -hmm. humility, mm -hmm. intellectual curiosity, um, so many things. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't. I mean, those are the things that resonate for me the most. Mm -hmm. But that 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 would be what resonated for me the most. What would you say? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of like the. Uh, education. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I mean, Nadia is our family. So when it comes to like her contribution, like I look at it as she's an extension. We're an extension of her, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's like so she she was the first educator um, to entrust us with her kids. scholars. Yeah, and um, we we haven't uh, you know we built that that sort of foundation with her and. We continue to build, you know, daily and, you know, that's, she's family. So mm -hmm. when it comes to like her contribution, what she brings to the table, I'm always kind of like, all right, now people are catching up. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> I see it, and and I see it firsthand. So sometimes, unfortunately, I'm seeing Nadia, you know, at the end of her day, and she's and like, vulnerable man, vulnerable I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, and she's mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Out. Yeah, 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 and it's like, yo, you know what? You you legit you put in some work. So yo, get your feet up, chill out for a minute, and and mm-hmm. really. Like yo, you're not alone. Like you know, and that's oh, in, but but I'm gonna tell you also. Mm-hmm. I think I I I went to John M. Coleman. Okay, which those who don't know uh, uh, educational history in in New York City, and particularly Brooklyn, do your homework on the John M. Coleman School, which is 271 in Ocean Hill, Brownsville, where the where there was it was a very um, legendary story. Um, when you have bright people who are trying to make a difference in a system that is resistant to making a difference. And you're talking about New York City educational system. The bureaucracy. You're talking about the bureaucracy of that and the billions of dollars that are involved with that and the, and the liabilities and the, you know, the hypocrisies and all these things that are involved with it. Um, it could take a toll on someone who knows. You know, when you know something, you can't unknow it. Mm-hmm. And and I and think you bear that burden. I think you bear a burden. I think Nadia knows and she knows what she's doing. And that's why she's our sister and our comrade. Like we in a foxhole with her. So, you know, big her up, big her up. We ain't, we're not trying to speak for her, you know. We're just singing her yeah, some accolades yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. as as, as fr- her fr- up. friends and fans. She Absolutely. might she might make it here to talk on her on her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she may. She, she got she, a step show. She had a step show. That, that. And then she, she, she be falling asleep on the mic too. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, but you know. But you know, so look, where where we gonna go? Um, where we where we gonna go with the music? Huh? You the maestro. I got I got I got something to play. For real, this. What's the theme? What's the theme? Uh, uh, well, yeah, we, I, we, I mean, yo, it's, it seems like we going with cel- we we celebrating. We doing a wrap up. We giving acknowledgments. We highlighting details. No, I want to talk. I want to talk about my the last month. All right. All right. So, when we so when we come back, uh, I want us to get up with Patrick too. All right. So we are gonna get up with Patrick. Ill, uh, ill story. Yeah, story paradigm. So we gonna we gonna take a quick music break and we gonna roll right back into it. So you know, stay tuned and and rock out. This music is brought to you by Kenneth J. Montgomery. Hold on, Ken Dogs. Kenneth. Kenoff. That's Moose. Jay That's how Moose was saying. Montgomery. Say. The slow bar. Just <laughs> might bite your booty. That's <laughs> When they crash, whoa I'm recruiting sad. Just catch a body, then they reuse the mag Rap niggas hate me 
R&B, niggas mad, uh, I'm in that 50 cent G unit bag Goons put the work in free if I ask Make a G call, had three niggas stabbed Treat your black hair face, I don't need me a mask Fuck it, they need to know that it was me if they ask I'm talking white sheet in the bag Take them to the mall, niggas feet get a tag Boy, Griselda bitch, we get the cash VIP, 10 bitches got cleek in the glass Two cubes both weigh a key and a half uh, I still know how to get a key from a hat To come to my hood, boy, you need you a pass Or else niggas finna take everything you have like running Niggas try me, I'm gunning This shit ain't nothing new to me, nigga, I done it I'm the man in my city, little nigga, I run it I ain't the best yet, tell who is, I'm coming With a beef at, pussy nigga, I want it Niggas get shit bag, shot hitting that stomach Bow main, both pockets full of blue honey Grimy, it's an all-time machine, bitch, I'm drumming, motherfucker Penthouse, two stoves don't shot me the tussy well. Walking through your hood like fuck y'all. Then you see my little nigga ducked off, fork in the coke pot, trying to make a billion. Billion. Uh, yeah. Fork in the coke pot, trying to make a billion. Billion. Uh, yeah. With a dope bat, I sold it all. Diamond chain full of armor all. Drama clearing down an Audubon. Nigga, bet your girl wanna tag along. Don't say this and go to Babylon. Summertime in Cali, surf avalanche. I'm a well to a fish, nigga. Serve quail to a brick, uh. Your aunties and uncles, they know me, nigga. Snake in the patties, my buns full of cavy. Guns in the attic, things got me a palace. Brush hard to keep the balance when it's K automatic. Getting caught up in the traffic, niggas die at the stop signs. I give you details, niggas looking for punchlines. Dominance like Romo, niggas serving grams like Fodo. We shooting for the head, no J Lo. I go to jail, I'm keeping the C note. I never sell low like a Beto. I'm in the stolen whip, no keys for the Rego. Niggas squeezing a bird, your mind's for the worst. I crip in the church, and if the cops don't find it, thank God for a purse. Uh, yeah. Penthouse, two stoves. Don't shot me the tussy well. Walking through your hood like fuck y'all. Then you see my little nigga ducked off, fork in the coke pot, tryna make a billion. Fork in the coke pot, tryna make a billion. When we came back to the office today, me and Vaughn was sitting around chopping it up. We on or no? Yeah, okay, we on. Uh, uh, me and Vaughn always chop something. We chop it up, and I started going through. Um, I have box. There's at least four or five boxes in the in the office are are questionnaires, juror questionnaires. And for those of you who don't know, at least in a federal system where the government seeks to have or an autonomous jury, they can also seek a sequestered jury. Sequestered meaning that you don't get to have your regular day and spend time with your family. You actually spend time in a hotel. Um, just so that you know, from a defense standpoint, and you know, often when a, when a federal prosecutor stands before a group of jurors and they say they represent the United States, what isn't said is a defense attorney also represents the United States. They represent the protection of the Constitution. But when you're in that environment, you don't feel the presumption of innocence. You feel most jurors, oh, Uncle Sam is saying this. Oh, this must have happened. So ultimately, the way the rules of evidence is constructed and the way these really bright, well-educated people in Congress and Washington who have, who have no ties to real life situations other than when they do, they get really like 
light sentences like Michael Cohen or they get bail like a Manafort or Madoff or, or they use the system to help them out. What happens is, is that when the prosecutors come in and say, yo, these guys are dangerous, anonymous jury, how that works is that you in the federal system, I don't think people, those who don't know, on a state system, you get to talk to jurors and determining whether they should be on your client's case as jurors. In a federal system, you don't talk to them under any circumstances. Um, there's a system, you know how many challenges you have. You have the particular federal judge who runs his his or her courtroom the way they see fit and how, they, how many people they put in a box or how many people they swear or qualify. And then you, you figure out um, what your peremptory challenges are, your cause challenges are. So you have to review in a in a anonymous jury hundreds of juror questionnaires written out by people who say they're jurors and they're, they're being honest. Handwritten. Hand, yeah, it, <clears throat> the questions are come are, are um, established by the lawyers, mm -hmm. and then they are administered to the jurors, and they fill them out, and then you review them. So, you know, they, they, I had an issue with a, a government attorney on a case that I was involved with where he didn't feel that, you know, race played a part in um, outcomes, the criminal outcomes. justice system mm -hmm. and outcomes, which to me is, is probably um, hogwash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. It's, it's definitely hogwash in a system, Uncle Phil, where 2.5 million in people in jail and of that 2.5 million um probably 40 to 60 percent are people of color um so we i'm preparing for this trial i started november 19th and i get these juror questionnaires and i'm reading through these questionnaires with my co-counsel because they represent just out of here a jury questionnaire what does that determine um it is a it is a inquiry into what your feelings are about certain issues that are salient or important in this trial, particular case. Okay. in this particular case, mm -hmm. and in that shit, I you know you get here's a freedom in that you don't get a guy like me questioning you live. Mm -hmm. You get to sit down and like fill out a census report how you feel, and in these questionnaires was some of the most xenophobic. <laughs> racist comments that you'll ever hear about what America's about. Yo, I seen these guys. They're Jamaican. They look guilty. I know Jamaicans. They do that type of crime. Yo, black people, it's proven scientifically back to the pseudoscience nonsense that helped this country go along that black people are more prone to crime than others. Mm -hmm. This is 2018. So when a judge tells you race doesn't matter when a prosecutor when a lawyer tells you race doesn't matter when some talking head tells you race doesn't matter they talking bullshit in this system mm -hmm. so i get through that we we try the case and um for these young people who want to be gangsters who um oh you know i'll say this there's a lot of young people who their family have tried to do their best so that they can be okay and for whatever reason, those young people are attracted to that life. That life. Mm -hmm. um, I, I cross-examined four cooperators. 
And it was a case where there's a Vibes Cartel song where in that song, he talks about some of the people who were mentioned in this trial that's going on in federal court. And I also understand there's some stuff going on with the Takashi case and, and all this other stuff. Yo, black and brown people, yo, you better wake up. I mean, that just made me ask the question, like, how much does the media influence the job that you do? A lot. Mm -hmm. Because you have the media, law enforcement, and the government work in a symbiotic relationship. They're all intertwined. How so? Well, from the media standpoint, it's clickbait and it sells papers. For law enforcement standpoint, it helps disseminate a message that we control the social order for, um, what else? What's the other component? The, you know, the, the, the prosecutor's office, they get the smoke out, the cooperators and evidence. And you have these young black kids who the majority of people who buy this music are white kids, but the majority of people who make the music sex, sexy are black and brown kids. Mm -hmm. It all cultivates into this perfect storm for young white prosecutors, middle-aged judges, and older white judges mm -hmm. to, to, to administer their social order. So when, when, the, ver when, the, when, the, when the jury gives the verdict and they say, uh, we the people, <laughs> does the media represent the people? Is that, I mean, is that, is that, is that? Yeah, the people it, in control. And the people in control. We the, it should be, we the people in control. Mm -hmm. If you add, we the people in control, then it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So what do we have? Hip hop, like our, like racism and discrimination and white supremacy have created this um, environment where uh, young black and brown, sometimes older black and brown males aspire to this lifestyle that's, that's being promoted to them. And when they get jammed, uh, you have these white people who are from these social structures and societies that are totally against, resistant, away, far removed, judging what happened from a prosecutorial standpoint and from an evidentiary standpoint and from a jurist standpoint. And they know that they are in power. Mm -hmm. They know that. So in, I guess, in, in looking at some of these questionnaires and the responses mm -hmm. um, that communicate a, a shit ton of bias, how does that impact the job that you have to do? Oh, man, boy, that's a good question. Um... Because, I mean, like, these, these questionnaires, I don't know if it's an aforementioned look at them. This is what you're looking as you're going into the case or while the case is underway. But I'm just in, you know, I'm interested. For me, Bond, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like, yo, I don't got no time to be bullshitting and lying. Mm -hmm. And my presentation as an attorney is coming with intelligence mm -hmm. and being aware of that at all times. And it's a, it's a confirmation that I'm, I'm in enemy territory all the time. And my job is to 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 get a result um, for my client in spite of the inequity in this system, mm. and you know that that that's it's a constant reminder of that. 
So I'm, so I'm just, so you're a servant of the law, correct? Or would you say a servant like of your shit. client? I don't you, know, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Let me think about that. Am I a servant of the law? Officer of the law? I don't know. I, I, um, I wouldn't say any of that. I would say this, that I'm a black person, but I'm a human being first who have observed and seen things that has helped me understand what this system is about. And my goal is that I'm not bought by this system and I'm not buying in. So my goal is at all times to bring the humanity into play into this system because the goal of the federal authorities and systems and institutions and the goal of the state and authority institutions, although different than federal, is to remove the humanity and to knock these people's heads off. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to bring the humanity back into this thing and to challenge the law Every time. So every every case, every moment that I get to open my mouth is a revolutionary moment as a defense attorney, as a civil rights attorney. That's that's interesting because um, this is kind of like a sidebar. Um, it might be like a segue into something else that um, we're probably going to touch on in, in the last segment as we uh, introduce Patrick. But, you know, this has been a really, really interesting and phenomenal year for the Brooklyn Combine. And one mm -hmm. of the things that we have been afforded to do was to uh, speak to um, educators, young young people intending to be educators at, at um, Brooklyn College for the Black Men's Teaching Initiative. Yeah. And so basically what I would surmise or sum up uh, what Ken just said, you know, you, he's bringing activism to his work. Is that correct? Am I correct um, in saying that? Because like you bring it in the element, that, like did you say it is not necessarily present, that human element? I mean, I, I, I don't know because I, you know what, for us, it may be activism, but mm -hmm. for, 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 for an old school, old timer, federal judge and their clerk, it might be, yo, that motherfucker's a good ass attorney. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that one before. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, you know, it depends on what your life experiences are. You know, I, I try to take myself, I'm just an instrument in this legal, criminal, civil rights thing. Mm -hmm. um, I try to take myself out of it as much as possible, and I try to get to the nitty gritty of it all. Um, mm -hmm. It's you know I don't know I don't know I don't know that answer to that. That's I mean that's <clears throat> I mean it's just uh, you know for the years that I've been knowing you, um, I definitely will rec I definitely have recognized that you've done some uh, some things that have been yo. But I'm gonna tell you out the box. I'm gonna you know? tell you though. Um, you have to be very well informed. You have to really pay attention. But even regardless of that. You know, you represent people who are beating themselves. You know, mm -hmm. we, we represent people and have clients who, who believe in white supremacy. They believe like, hey, man, yo, you got me off of this. But this kind of case, I need a white lawyer. <laughs> right. Which, which is what one of our homies was speaking to earlier today. I mean, it's yeah. just like <clears throat> it just makes me think of like, you know, the my face, my presence, my skill set. How does that somehow pale in comparison to my complexion? Yeah. But, or, gotta, or vice versa and, how does my and, complexion and, and, and you gotta reflect and you gotta figure out who you are on this journey and mm -hmm. none of that shit could bother you man. right like right. you gotta figure out what the ideology is that you're trying to be a part and what the roadmap that you are a part of and what you with and what you not with because also there's a presumption not all white people are with this mm -hmm. yo listen I know some I know some 
I know some white attorneys. Um, you know, James one of our brothers, Kelly Sharkey, mm -hmm. Steve Lynch, um, uh, John Burke, uh, John Rapaway, um, Sam Talkin. Uh, <laughs> like, I I know some yo. I know some Gregory. Sam Gregory, our bro. I just went to a, 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 Sam a white play. Bro. Sam is just crazy. He ain't white. I went to a play Wait, who, with him. That's, that's a homie from Alaska. Bro, Alaska. Yeah. Yo, yeah, he's phenomenal. No, man. he's I love that guy. Man. He, he took me to Freeman, a play. Mm. And if anybody's about known about plays, it's an Irish play. He, we we just went Friday night. Um, but you know, the John Brown spirit doesn't live in many. Right. They live in some. Right, right, right. Um, and some people understand that this thing is all wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you, you, you know, it's a the criminal thing is difficult, man. Right. And the civil rights thing. The legal thing is a, is a really, it's a, it's a rabbit hole, to be honest with you. So, that's, I mean, we, we gonna, I mean, as long as we've been doing, doing the podcast, and I'm sure as, you know, even long beyond, far beyond the podcast, you know, we're going to be talking about unpacking this, uh, this criminal justice system forever. Um, but when we come back, what we going to do, we're going to introduce you to a guy who has found us, um, Patrick. Um, he's come here from Philadelphia, and this is the second time he's been with us uh, for the podcast. Howard, Howard graduate. Howard grad, football player, oh, yeah, scientist yeah, in some ways, you know. Um, but when we come back, we're going to introduce you guys. We're going to hear a little bit of his story. Enjoy these tunes, man. Word up. By, by me. <laughs> Imprecise words. Yeah. Get some more ribbons for the born winners from the jump Niggas don't listen to their whole mission was a bust No sitter but it's crunch time, shooting in the clutch The midsummer sunshine found me on my ones, face dripping, huh? Hate swimming through your bloodlines, motherfucking judge Same going to the one time, yeah Come and take a stroll in the mud Dip a toe when it hurt the hammer like a grudge on the cusp, it was holes in the boat. We ain't make a fuss. Uh, Imprecise words. Yeah, she get it cause we mean it. Ease up, free smoking niggas need it. Mask off, mask on, we trick or treating. Back off, stand off, it shouldn't need me. Yeah, my nigga itch, told him it's a feeling. Glass off, buck shot into my ceiling. Tell me I was bleeding Please nobody pinch me out this dream
right, and we back. We're back for all those educated people who want to criticize my uh, urban phonetics um, or vernacular. Uh, so we got a, a homie and a young homie that found us. Um, I don't know how he found us. So Patrick, introduce yourself. How did you come along? How did you come to find us at the Brooklyn Combine? And you know what's enticing you about uh, us? And then what 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 kind of stuff are you doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to go back to what you started with, uh, what does the combine represent to me? I think uh, the word irreverence is what I think about. <laughs> um, just because... Fuck uh, that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, just because uh, um, I think, uh, especially listening to you guys, like just checking you out, um, we go through like in dominant society, we see all these different things where people are buying in in so many different ways. And it was just so refreshing to hear conversations from you know groups of people who, who look like me who look like my friends uh from howard and etc but we don't all look we don't look exactly like oh, you oh, yeah. so i want I, so and, and i say that for a reason that, sure. and that, please sure. it's not it's not to discredit or anything like that but i i think what's important to note is patrick is not uh a, a child of this country you know sure. so, so i think that none, that's, of, us none of us are none of black but patrick you know along with his narrative you know i would like you to speak to you know you could i mean you, you're not from here yeah definitely um i could talk um so i was born in freetown sierra leone and we left um in 1995 um that's around when the civil war happened so you guys might know about blood diamonds yep. and that whole story mm -hmm. So, um, oh, uh, I was three years old. Um, my, my only memories were like hiding because of, uh, like the war and situation like that. But my, my father, um, he got a job in Nairobi, Kenya, which is the other coast of Africa. So I started in West Africa, went to East Africa for five years. And that was another experience. I consider Kenya my home. I still wear that like everywhere around. What is that? Uh, Nairobi, Kenya. It's mm. like the, the flag. Bison, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got to see I got to see a whole different side of Africa, like a whole different side. But it was um, it was just connecting those two experiences. And then around um, 2000, uh, my parents were just like, well, my brother's going to college. So let's just send everyone what, to what college did he, go to? Uh, he went to Georgetown. He went to Georgetown. Yeah. So we moved to the, the DMV area. I grew up in Arlington, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of government, a lot of business, a lot of government, a lot of NGOs, yeah, yeah. yeah, that that type of situation. Let me ask you though, Patrick, what was the distinction as a as a young child? Because those 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 experiences as a young child have an impact on you. For sure. What what was those experiences that you felt when you got to East Africa, coming from West Africa? I think what kept it, what kept me um, close was was our family structure. Um, like my my family, my parents. My siblings were all very tight to this day. No matter if we're not in the same location, my dad would travel because of his work, or uh, my siblings would also travel, but we were able to stay connected in language. I, I speak um, Creole, which is our native tongue, and um, the food we eat at home, like my favorite food is Sierra Leone food to this day. Um, I never really lost touch of of like loving where I was from or so loving that, who that I was. Family structure was an anchor to Definitely. your to your self identification for sure. Whoever you were. Definitely. Um I, and I could speak on like how how much how much more that has even like magnified as I've gotten older. I was telling you the story. Uh two weeks ago I was in Nigeria for my cousin's wedding and um I was just there for a wedding but my dad um so the history of Sierra Leone Freetown the name is Freetown for a reason because it was a place where 
people from all over the diaspora, from the Americas, from from the Caribbean, from other parts of Africa, whether it's Nigeria, going through um, uh, whether they were freed, whether they were enslaved, or whether they were just they were just native, um, were able to start a place that they were like we're, we're going to call this home. Like we're going to bring the Portuguese culture, we're going to bring the English culture, we're going to bring the Caribbean culture, we're going to bring the tribal culture. We're going to all mash it up and call it one culture. So my father, he's part Nigerian, and my mother, she's part Senegalese, but we all consider ourselves Sierra Leonean. And um, it was my first time in Nigeria, so I met my dad's aunt, who's my grandmother, for the first time. And I sat with her for an hour, and she uh, she kind of kicked game to me in a crazy way that I just couldn't even conceptualize. Like, I couldn't... Um, what she told me was... In the 1850s, um, you know, our ancestors, your great, great, great grandfather, they were in the Caribbeans, they were the Americas, and they left, so they were here. So at one point, 200 years ago, I was here, I was American, you know, or I was from the Americas, from wherever. And we, they moved to Nigeria, that's, where, that's how we got there. And they settled there for a little bit. Um, you had the Dahomey Empire who were enslaving other Africans. Uh, you could look, you could see that in like the, um, Barracoon book by Zora Neale Hurston. Mm-hmm. She talks about that a lot. And, um, you know, there was a lot of influx with Africans fighting amongst each other, like selling each other and, and all types of treacherous things. And um, so those people in Nigeria, well, or my, my, my family in Nigeria moved to Freetown, Sierra Leone. They were like, we're trying to get up out of there. So from Freetown to Kenya to United States, went to Howard, um, Got to meet some really cool people. Uh, some of my good guys. We talk every day. And and, and we have we do have a guest, another guest in the room. What's your name, sir? Uh, Laron. Laron and H. U. Grad. Uh, what year? Uh, twenty sixteen. Twenty. Oh man, you a yeah. baby man. You got to get out of this room, man. We got <laughs> alcohol in here, man. No, I'm twenty seven. Uh, okay, cool. That, that's what's up. Oh, so um, Fino X, it, it came about as as an idea, just talking through to uh, friends and family, but also just reflecting back on my life experiences from living in Sierra Leone, uh, growing up in Kenya and, and living in the, the, the United States, and just seeing how um, through all these transient experiences, how people had so many similarities re- respect to all their differences and through their national, whether it be national, whether it be um, the geographical, whether it be even culture, um, there were still a lot of similarities that connected people, and um, the the brand was was created to connect all of those different relationships, but then also to just celebrate celebrate those differences in, as well. And um, our logo is uh, Africa mirrored to look like a butterfly, which kind of represents the experience that we we go through no matter where we are. Um, trying to have our own metamorphosis and grow into who we're supposed to be and um, that freedom that a butterfly has. Like, you've never seen an ugly butterfly. So, you know, just kind of um, talking talking about that and kind of um, also promoting climate change and, um, and um, awareness of climate change and just people understanding the importance of sustainability just the same way a butterfly needs to, um, needs green spaces and needs to, be in touch with the earth and it's the same way our our people and our culture needs to be in touch with the earth and it needs to be in touch with green spaces and things like that. So that's how that came about. Wow, really dope. So where can people find information out about Phenorex? 
www.finorx.com. Uh, you can follow us at finorx.com. I'm actually going to Freetown next week. So um, you can definitely see the homecoming of that and follow the story. It should be very exciting, just kind of a culmination of, of a lot of things coming together. So that, that should be exciting. So finorx um, on all social media and finorx.com. Very dope. And so, you know, as we close, just want to kind of like talk about some of the things that we're excited about for next year. Um, you know, we're excited about launching our uh, lecture series, the uh, the Brooklyn Combine lecture series. Um, we'll talk, you know, one of the things that we'll talk about is this book launch. Um, Phil, um, our brother Phil dropped a book um, uh, and it's based on and documents his travels to the continent. Mm -hmm. And so I'm uh, very excited about um, doing a, a, a lecture series on that and um, his experiences along with Shaba. Um, very excited to, to, to have a lecture series on equity with our partners. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people identify the Brooklyn Combine with masculinity. Some people might even um, accuse us of having toxic masculinity. But one of the things that um, really um, that, that, that really doesn't get seen and that we really probably need to have a conversation about is uh, all of our um, uh, requisite partners, our life partners, um, are, are women who are bosses in their own right and who inform much of our conversations and who lead many of our who lead many of our family um, family structures and who lead many of many of our um, growth as men. And so, um, really excited about having conversations with our partners and introducing them to. Um, to the people who pay attention to this podcast. Um, also uh, excited about having um, a lecture series on equity and what that means. What does equity look like in the 21st century? What does equity look like? Um, and not just in terms of pay scale, what does equity look like um, socially? You know, um, and so really excited about what's to come, what we're, what we're planning to do and, and, and how we will be responding to the times, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, so dope. Yeah. I think, I think to add to what you said, um, from just being a fan of the combine and the podcast, uh, from the walk aware episode to Nadia Lopez episode, just those are two episodes are probably some of my favorite ones. And even having, um, Dr. Barber on here, right. um, those are, those are three people right there who, um, turn that whole narrative on upside down on its head because, those are women who are completely dynamic in, in their fields and trailblazing and independent in their own right. And I think the way the combine, even coming to the combine and seeing the, the relationships there that um, everyone has, it's definitely more about community and the balance between, um, you know, the sexes and everything like that, but not, not more so looking more towards masculinity or femininity, but just mm -hmm. looking for how do we all come together to balance this and speaking of that, I mean, I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't just talk about how amazing the holiday party was mm -hmm. and um, just seeing so many vibrant, beautiful, free people in a space celebrating each other's freedom, celebrating each other's differences. Um, and really, um, you know, there not being a sense of clickism or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, but really coming into a space where everybody is really celebrating each other, ro rotating around the room 
and you're looking forward to the next person you're speaking to. No one's avoiding each other because right. we don't make room for that type of energy, right? Mm -hmm. If someone has ought with someone else, we confront it and we figure it out. You know what I'm saying in terms. And so, and we're really grateful and thankful to have been able to um, be in a position to 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 build, you know, a mm -hmm. community like that. And so, it's been really powerful for us to participate and to see, you know, our brothers and sisters and however people identify identify. Um, with us, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but yeah, so, um, with that said, you know, um, we're gonna, I'm gonna take us out of here and we're gonna say, reporting from the Brooklyn Combine, we are the Brooklyn Combine. Peace. Peace. Turbo. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it I gave them the drill, they sucked it up, I got them on it I bought a new paddock, I had the white so I two-toned them Taking these drugs, I'm gonna be up until the morning That ain't your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it If I'm in the club, I got that fire when I'm performing The back end just came in and all hundreds Vibes galore, cute shit, they all on us I'm from Atlanta where young niggas run shit I know they hating on me, but I don't read comments Whenever I tell her to come, she coming Whenever it smoke, we ain't running Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get made Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Every other night another movie get made Every other night another dollar get made Every other night started with a good day I feel like a child, I got boogers in the face I'm dancing in the dollar, this shit is a parade I don't want your train, I'm gon' want another slay I had that draw that like too many bitches getting saved huh? TSA arrest me, so I took a private plane Be pussy nigga like a while, I'm fucking on my hand Drip too hard, charge to the car Designer to the ground, I can balance better name Drip too hard Caution on the floor, you gon' fuck around and drown, try and ride a nigga away. Drip too hard, don't stand too close, you gon' fuck around and drown. Off this way, doing all these shows. I been on the road, I don't care where I go, long as I get paid. Bad little vibe, she been on my mind. Soon as I get back, she can stay. Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise. Every other night, another movie get made. Drip too hard, don't stand too close, you gon' fuck around and drown. Off this way, doing all these shows. I been on the road, I don't care where I go, long as I get paid. Bad little she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get made